0: The Chris and Joe Show.
1: Brought to you by Parker & Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. A plus rating with the Better Business
0: Bureau. Chris Merrill, Joe Huizinga, pleasure to be with you here this afternoon. We have been following very closely everything that's going on with the Gilbert Goons case and our own uh, Malin Overstoltz. It was at the press conference again. Every Thursday, there's been a press conference with the police chief in Gilbert. And Malin joins us now. Ballin, uh, we're hoping you had a chance to ask the chief about this female that was arrested uh, for teen violence. And we know she was like a 17-year-old. Do we know if she was considered part of the group of Gilbert Goons, or was this a separate teen violence incident? Did we get an answer to that question?
2: Hey, guys, how's it going? I did ask that question, and I did get an answer. Uh, Right now, all youth violence cases that the the town of Gilbert is coming across, they're being treated as uh, part of this bigger youth violence wave that you're seeing in the Southeast Valley. So they haven't proven that she's connected to the other cases, but right now they're certainly taking a look at that possibility.
0: Using that logic, then, Ballin, isn't it safe to say that we aren't going to get any, uh, any reports of a connection to any Gilbert Goons attacks, that everything is going to be lumped into a youth violence case?
2: It's, yeah, we won't really know these answers until that Gilbert Goons gang violence investigation comes out, which Solberg did say they've made substantial progress on, but we don't know the final results yet.
0: What kind of substantial progress?
2: Really, that's the extent of what we know. Uh, we know that, that it's they're working with other law enforcement agencies in the Southeast Valley. Uh, but again, he said substantial uh, progress. Couldn't really describe what that looks like yet, though.
3: So some of the other things that you got into out at this uh, press conference with the Gilbert Police Chief Michael Solberg-Ballen include uh, one individual arrested for the third time. What can you tell us about him?
2: Yeah, that is Jacob Pennington. He has been arrested for the third time. He was arrested once by Pinal County sheriffs and now twice by Gilbert police. Uh, Yeah, that is related to drug charges three times in total. He's been a familiar face around violence cases as they've grown and come out more. He's been involved, I mean, again, from Santan Valley of Pinal to out here in Gilbert.
3: And uh, so also... Uh, some of the other their highlights that you got out there at this press conference from Chief Solberg um, he, last time he met with the public a week or so ago he wanted the public's help in identifying uh, it was victims correct it wasn't suspects but he wanted help identifying victims is there any update there.
2: So there were four videos and pictures sort of sets and uh, all presented at that last meeting. And of those, one of those showed two people being attacked in a car. Yeah. Those two people have been identified.
3: So did, did he explain how? Did did they come forward? Did somebody else from the public identify them? Did did the police fight, figure out who they were?
2: Uh, based on his comments today, it sounded like that those were from help from the public
3: they came from the public okay yeah. and then um the the Preston Lord investigation where are we at with everything that's going on there that's the you know the biggest case that stems from all of these Gilbert Goon attacks. Is there any update in terms of where things are at there, when we could actually hear of some of the individuals who may or may not have been involved?
2: Yeah, like you just said, it has been the focal point of these incidents throughout the Southeast Valley. Yesterday, I spoke of County Attorney Rachel Mitchell, and I asked her for any updates on the Lord case, and she said they had an update, that they have been working with Gilbert Police, so that's a new step. Today, I did ask Chief Solberg about that in Gilbert, and he said that they shared information from their investigations with Queen Creek and with Maricopa County prosecutors to aid that investigation into Preston Lord. Um, And yesterday, Rachel Mitchell, the county attorney, also mentioned that she hopes to release information, quote, very soon. So it does seem like real progress is being made.
0: Uh, Ballin Oversolz has been covering uh, the Goons case for us, the Gilbert Goons case as well as other youth violence cases in the East Valley. And he was at the press conference earlier today, joining us now on the Chris and Joe show. and uh, I want to focus in on something you just mentioned, that uh, that you talked with Rachel Mitchell. Did you talk with her specifically or the office?
2: I spoke with her at a, she had a brief press. Br- okay. Briefing That's,
0: so she said that she had been uh, in contact with both the Queen Creek Police Department, which is where Preston Lloyd, uh, there was the jurisdiction, yep. Preston Lloyd's murder was. Uh, and then she said she was also working with the Gilbert Police Department, right? Yes. Okay. So is it is that normal that she is in constant communication with those departments when it comes to the youth violence cases in the East Valley? Is that something that we know has been going on for a while as far as communication?
2: Well, we... We know a typical communication would be Queen Creek would recommend these charges and then Maricopa County prosecutors might work with just Queen Creek on those charges because they can change over time after they're initially recommended. But because of the scope of these and right now, the uncertainty of if they're connected, it does seem like law enforcement needs to. All right. uh,
0: so losing connections. I heard at the very end, it was real quiet, Joe. Mm-hmm. Did you hear it? he said? It, it does sound like law enforcement is working with even before some of this. So I'll balance back with us. Balance. Uh, we lost your connection there for a moment. Uh, it sounds like the, the county attorney's office, because of the high profile nature of these cases and the violence and whatnot, they are working behind the scenes. Did you say uh, along the way? Is that what, where you were going?
2: Yeah, yeah. As this is unraveling right now, it sounds like law enforcement doesn't fully realize or know the the, the width or how big the scope of this problem is. So that's why we're seeing more communication to get a wrangle on that.
0: All right. Very good. Ballin oversold. Ballin, thanks so much. Uh, Drive safely as you make your way back uh, and drop off our equipment. We need that. Obviously, it's high value. Um, As you can tell, Joe, I'm. So I, I pulled out a lawyer trick there, Joe. Did you? Yeah, I wanted to get some information mm-hmm. to help bolster an argument I'm gonna make later. Oh, yep. look at you. Yep. Notice how I focused in on the county attorney's communication with the police departments. Mm-hmm. And I focused in on the communication between the county attorney and the police departments prior to charges and arrests being laid out.
3: Okay. Oh, the Merrill side. Yeah. Well, listen. I, I'm, Means you're thinking about something. You're mulling. Listen.
0: Mm-hmm. You may have caught there's another headline that's floating around that has to do with the Maricopa County Attorney's Office
3: and the state of New York. And the state of New York.
0: We may have had a bad guy. Uh, I can say he's a bad guy, right? I'm confident uh, he's not a fine not an fellow. Individual on the up and he's office. wanted for murder in New York, mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm hmm. Uh, he is arrested for stabbing people in Maricopa County. Mm-hmm. And so nationwide, there's been all of a sudden this argument over whether or not he should fate. Now, why did this come to a head? I'll tell you. Uh, should he face charges in Arizona for his assaults, or should he be extradited to New York to face murder charges first? And the county attorney, for some reason, has turned this into a high-profile issue with the— uh The mayor of New York City. I want to dive into this a little bit because I feel like we have politicians who want things both ways. And I also feel like we have a situation where people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I will also see if I can come up with other cliches to use. Love your cliches. Thank you, buddy. Love I your analogies. That. Yeah, listen. You're following the goons' drama. I'm following the goons' drama. We're all following it, hoping that authorities can get their acts together. We're we're frustrated that there aren't more arrests. We also understand that things take time.
3: And we're Fair we're frustrated by the fact that the biggest of them all, Preston Lord, which Ballin was talking about, you know, he lost his life in late October. Here we are in February. We're going to be heading into March here soon, and we still don't know who those individuals were when charges were recommended over a month ago, I want to say.
0: You're going to learn about the very same person who says that they're tough on crime is also letting some of the arrested goons back on the streets. That's next. Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. The Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons
1: 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app.
0: Is there a double standard happening? I'm Chris Merrily's Joe Hyzinga. So, Rachel Mitchell is the county attorney, and she is dealing with a decision on whether or not to extradite uh, an accused murderer to New York City. So this dude, who I'm not even going to give him the credit. I'm not going to give him the notoriety of being on the on the radio. So this dude is 26 years old. And they said that he uh, killed somebody in New York. Mm-hmm. Maricopa County also says that he committed a crime uh, stabbing another woman in Arizona.
3: After he did what he allegedly did in New York.
0: So he was in New York and allegedly beat a woman to death. Made his way out here. Absconded. I love to use that word. He was in Abscacha, boondoggled. He was on his way here. I'll tell you what's a boondoggle is everything going on, and uh, we'll get to boondoggle later. Mm. So he ends up here, right? So a Manhattan prosecutor flies to Arizona, says, "Hey, we'd like to bring this this booger back. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. Was that a, was that a good enough word for you? Yeah. All right. That's good. So rather than assailant, mm-hmm. so we'd like to bring this booger back, and she says, "No, you can't bring him back.
3: You can't pick my booger." So
0: here's what here's what she said specifically. I love that, by the way. Here's what she said. And this is where she steps in it. And this is where I'm gonna have a problem. And all of a sudden, Meryl the advocate becomes Merrill the critic. Having observed the treatment of violent criminals in the New York area by the Manhattan DA there, Alvin Bragg, I think it's safer to keep him here and keep him in custody so that he cannot be out doing this to individuals. In either our state, county, or anywhere in the United States.
3: But the reality is, I'm looking at what you're saying, he could be charged with murder in New York. Yeah. He can, at best, be charged with attempted murder here in Arizona. Yeah. I don't care about that, honestly. But you could hold, I would think you could lock him up for longer in New York. Murder a bigger crime than attempted murder.
0: Yeah, and I've seen this before, too. And what they're going to say is they're going to say, listen, he has to he has to be held responsible for what he did to Arizonans. It's my job to get justice for Arizonans. It's my job to get justice for the people of Maricopa County. Like, I understand that part of the argument. would you send him to
3: where he committed the harsher crime? You know, I had this conversation with my
0: wife yesterday. She said the same thing. She goes, murder trumps. And I go, okay. Yeah, I get that argument, right? I get it. Uh huh. I don't even have an issue with her saying, Well, we're going to get him first, right? I don't think that's necessarily standard operating procedure. What's your issue then? My issue is that she said, having observed the treatment of violent criminals in the New York area by the Manhattan DA, there it's safer to keep him here so that he cannot be out doing this to individuals in our state county, or anywhere in the United States. So she is making this political. It's about the DA in Manhattan, and she's basically saying, I'm tougher on crime than you are. Agreed. Okay. She said this yesterday. Connect the dots for me, though. All right, let me go ahead and connect the dots for you. I was just taking a look at some of the uh, information that came out yesterday, and it just happens to happens to be that yesterday we learned that the Maricopa County Attorney's Office... Rachel Mitchell. Rachel Mitchell... Um, has decided not to file... Has decided to drop the charges mm-hmm. against a second-accused Gilbert Goon uh, in one of the, uh, the the East Valley violent assault cases.
3: So what do you say when I, you know, just play devil's advocate? And- well, let me make sure I'm clear. Uh-huh. She claims that the
0: DA in New York is soft on crime, and so she's not going to be soft on crime. So she's, she's decided she's going to weigh into the political realm by saying, I'm tougher, you're not, blah, blah, blah. Like, I wouldn't have an issue if she said, Listen, I, I feel like we've got a jurisdictional problem here. Like, that's fine.
3: But she said, I'm tough on crime, you're not. So, right? But I would sit here and say, It's two different cases, Chris. Maybe. Oh, thank you. Maybe the Maricopa County Attorney's Office looked at this. Uh And based on the charges that were there, they felt like there wasn't a good enough case to proceed.
0: Well, how did she find that there was a good enough case with this guy from New York? Here? Yeah. I mean, the police arrested him. Why didn't she look at that and decide there wasn't enough to proceed? Because what? The police did their jobs? Was it too obvious? What is it that is making it so that the Gilbert Police Department can arrest alleged goons... Who are allegedly, and I have to keep saying this because the charge has been dismissed, Mm -hmm. allegedly involved in violent assaults of other youths in the East Valley. And the same prosecutor that says she's tough on crime somehow decides, eh, I don't think we're going to follow through on those charges. Again, what
3: changed? Again, to play devil's advocate with you. Please. She's not letting them all out, she's let two out. So the charges just aren't sticking against and Why? again I'm I'm arguing against myself here because I do want all of the kids who are responsible yeah to be charged prosecuted convicted. Okay. So but let's say that in these two cases as they start to build these cases yes. they just don't feel there is enough information there's just not enough yeah uh, evidence more so I'm searching for there to get a conviction. So there's there's
0: enough to arrest you would never arrest somebody unless you felt Which like you had enough to police get a conviction.
3: Make that decision, not the county attorney. Okay,
0: yeah. And you're saying the county attorney then is is later reviewing the case and saying, uh, we don't think there's enough.
3: I think that's what she would want us to believe, right? Don't you? Which is why I thought it was so important
0: that when when we talk with our reporter who just talked with the with the the chief of police in Gilbert Uh today, and just spoke with the county attorney yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I asked him specifically, are they in communication regarding youth violence in the East Valley before the arrests are made? And they both said, because of the nature of this case, we are in communication along the entire process. How is it possible, then, that we have Gilbert police that believe they have enough evidence communicating with the prosecutor who ostensibly, if they're communicating, would say, yes, there is enough evidence, who later then decides there isn't enough evidence? Doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Is the prosecutor not tough on crime? Is the Gilbert PD not doing enough uh, to, to prove these cases? And I'm not even going to explore some of the other theories that people are probably coming to on their own, Joe, so because I think it's entirely possible people are, people are saying there's other stuff going on behind to the scenes. Give me one more time, though. So your oh, okay.
3: options were, one, not tough on crime. I, I think we need to process that one. And the other one... is: Did the Gilbert police not do enough in their investigations? I, I think you would assume she is tough on crime because she's telling you New York's not tough enough on crime. Uh-huh. So then... By process of elimination, don't we then have to point the finger at number two?
0: I would think so. But if the if, as we find out, the attorney's office is in communication with uh, the police all the time, how could that be possible that they would have an arrest, and how would the attorney's office know an arrest is coming, and then later say there wasn't enough?
3: I think. How that is that possible? Possibilities three, four, and five that we dive into,
0: which we will do another day because. Mm. Got to find some more evidence to find out 3, 4, and 5 if there's something shady going on behind closed doors. That's the question we all have. All right, you ever play that game when you were a kid where you and your sibling or your friend try to keep a balloon from touching the ground? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hot lava down there, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's kind of like what we do every day at 3.30. We'll see if we fall into the hot lava next. The Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News and The
1: Volley.
3: The Chris and
0: Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Azinga. And uh, Joe, before we get going to the volley, is it okay with you? Let's just plan tomorrow. I want to go a little deeper into what we were discussing in the last segment. I'm just having issues with the Maricopa County Attorney's Office saying they're tough on crime and then dropping charges against some of the alleged goons from uh, Gilbert. So, Sounds like uh, a plan. We'll, we'll have do more the on
3: the uh, Preston Lord investigation, too.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's touch now on some of the other big headlines and ask life's most important questions. Joe, we call it the volley and we tickle your brain bone. I believe service is yours, my friend.
3: Chris, we have a Colorado man who has died after being bitten by one of his two pet Gila monsters. Uh, Arizona tie here. Also, you can see the story at KTAR.com right now. He picked up uh, one of the Gila monsters that he had out here in Arizona. Um, My question for you, what's your best story about being bitten?
0: Uh, six years old, uh, walking into uh, an acquaintance's house. I was with a good friend. We went to this other kid's house. He had a dog outside, and he just about took my eyeball out. The dog jumped up on my shoulder. They pet the dog, went in. This dog jumped up on my shoulders and uh, and put his took a big chunk right out of the uh, the orbit of my eye. And mm. if you look closely, Joe, I still have a scar there. Um, That's the wrong answer, Chris.
3: It's the uh, day you met your wife, and you were bit by the love bug. But Pablo, uh,
0: Pablo, dang. No. Oh, well, why didn't you warn me on that I, one? I don't. There ain't no love bugs. I in my almost world, lost my so eyeball, good. but no. He's like, no love, love. I've been bitten by scorpions. That's about it.
3: Stung. That's stung. I've not never bit. been stung. How
0: that feel? Yeah. Like is it the most painful thing? No, ever? No, it's fine. As long as it's not like no. It's Compare fine. it to Take a bee sting. Because I've never been stung by a scorpion. Compare to a bee scorpion. sting, maybe one level higher. Maybe
3: I, a Tylenol and a day,
0: another day, and was, uh, the swelling will go down. Another out. day. So
3: I've done some research yeah. on the uh, the pain of the Gila monster yeah. bite, yeah. and they say that scorpion, bee, any of those things not nearly as painful as being bit, really? bit by a Gila monster. This gentleman who they suspect may have had some underlying uh, health issues here. The last time somebody died from a Gila monster bite, they said he had cirrhosis of the liver. He died back in the 1930s. So they suspect that this yeah, gentleman that probably had something else going on with him. But as soon as he was bit, he immediately started vomiting and he eventually passed out and ceased to breathe. And then passed away a couple days later. That's disgusting.
0: Uh, Joe, is it my serve now? Speaking sure Speaking of people who are d-e-d-n-a-z lawmakers are considering a bill that would allow for human composting uh-huh. after you pass on uh-huh. obviously uh-huh. after right no. uh-huh. what are your afterlife plans joe and would you be willing to be fertilizer
3: you're you're cremating me and you're spreading my ashes and taking some of me with you do you
0: have a a, a place that you'd like to be spread or is uh, are you like somebody to throw me in a box somewhere
3: uh, I would love to be spread on some of the land that my my parents have back in Michigan and in Arbor. Also, yeah, uh, you know, like this is going to be kind of. You know, nerdy to some people The University of Michigan Stadium Like, I love Michigan Nothing football Michigan basketball I think it's you great You can just sprinkle me around Ann Arbor You can yeah. you can sprinkle me around out here a little bit Anywhere you want, yeah. Chris Anywhere where you feel like, you know what? This speaks to Joe Just sprinkle yeah. a little bit
0: Alright, yeah, very good Just driving down 17 Just <laughs> right out the window A
3: little right. A little bit on the 17, Probably, of course You want to take half of Joe on <laughs> <in> your <laughs> oh, drive home? I'll no, take him the other way going to I'm going
2: west, you go east I right, right, hit the all right, 101, yeah. you
3: hit the 10 Great What are we doing with you, Pablo? Compost, I'm down with compost I would totally that. Yes, yes, but for oh. me, I would
0: want you to uh, honor me by growing something, a plant or a tree or something out of my compost. Okay, I like that. Yeah. All right. Any tree in particular, like a nice Pelo Verde that we'd have to cut down later, or are you good with whatever?
3: Ah, how about a nice, yeah, hibiscus.
0: Uh, nice hibiscus. All right, very good. All right. Hmm. Uh, Joe, I believe your turn now.
3: Mm -hmm. So yesterday we were talking about a case out in Gilbert that was not related to the Gilbert goons. You brought up there was a young lady who was murdered some months ago, correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh Not related to the Gilbert Goons, obviously. Separate case. Yeah. And, not that you, we
0: don't have any reason to think she is, yeah.
3: And you brought that up. Jog my memory real quick here.
0: Yeah, because, listen, we've got another violent case in Gilbert not being mm-hmm. solved.
3: So, this one really hit me. It doesn't have anything to do with Gilbert, but it is another young lady here in the state so of Arizona. So, your segue, is
0: really good. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah it doesn't have anything to do with gilbert but it is another young lady out here in arizona who lost their life okay and somebody heard our show and said hey you know have you heard about this case and i did some digging on it and i think you and i both agree police work really hard these families deserve justice yes this woman's name mercedes vega she was found dead with bleach in her throat. uh, This was seven months later after this happened. We're now coming up on almost a year. She passed away in mid-April of last year. Where was this? In Tempe. It was in Tempe. She lived in Tempe. Uh, They found her in a car that was not hers that was set ablaze. Uh, on the I-10 near Tonopah. You're now quickly Googling this case, I can tell. They found her car just off of Mill Avenue. Uh, Some people suspect that at least two individuals may have been involved. She had a gunshot, I want to say, in her shoulder. They found bleach in her throat. They found that she had a head wound, but they say that she died from inhaling smoke when her, the car that she was found in was set ablaze, which again, not her car. And and the question that I want to bring up with you again here... Yeah, where are you going with this? Because this
0: is, this is terrifying. Now, this is awful.
3: Exactly. It yeah. is terrifying. When I tell you things like this, again, like, my point is to show you that, like, awful things like this are happening every day. Uh, what, what, you, what goes through your head more? Is it police work is really hard, but, you know... Families deserve justice, and one day is too long. And we're now coming up on almost a year for this family. Like, what goes through your head when I tell you these awful details about what happened to this young, it's young man? It's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It is.
0: But, Joe, you, you made a point earlier in the show. You said uh, it's I, I different. Looked,
3: I looked at this last night, and it it did strike me as awful. And I do, awful. I
0: do want to continue to dig into it. You said something the other day and you said, it's a different situation.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Right. No doubt. And I'm not trying to say, look, I appreciated the, the road you were going down yesterday. I absolutely believe
0: that, that she deserves justice and that, uh, and I don't know what the status is because it's the first I've heard of it. Uh, They're
3: investigating, but they have not identified anybody. So
0: a lot of bizarre things happening. The one in Gilbert was a woman who was in her apartment complex mm-hmm. that called 911 yep.
3: and was shot. Yeah. This young lady I was I feel seen- like
0: there were more leads in Gilbert than what there are based on what you're t- saying a lot of scenarios, a lot of circumstances around this A lot
3: one. of questions. A lot with this of questions. No she doubt. was seen on video. It was like nine o'clock at night leaving her apartment complex. Yeah. And then they, they found blood at the scene and tissue. I yeah. wasn't sure if that meant like tissues or like human tissue. No, human
0: tissue, I'm sure.
3: Um, Like at the scene. But there were a lot of questions that went through my mind. A lot heart. of
0: questions. That sounds like a podcast worthy <laughs> uh, murder. I, right?
3: again, was digging Terrifying. into it last night.
0: But again, different than what I think happened in Gilbert. What else you got? Uh, I know you've got some things coming up here we've got to talk about.
3: Well, yeah, we've got a walk to end heart disease and stroke at the American Heart Association's Phoenix Heart Walk. Every step you take and every dollar raised. Well, what are you looking at me for? That's just a wonderful segue. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and every dollar raised will help save lives and make our community a healthier place for all. Join the Phoenix Heart Walk Saturday, March 23rd at Wesley Boland Memorial Plaza. Head to the contest page on ktar.com for more information. Tell me if you've heard this one. You
0: got a rabble rouser running into a rouser of rabble, and then somebody gives them microphones. No? Mm-mm. Haven't heard it? Mm-mm. You're about to. It's next as we talk with the cast about Spoken on KTAR News. Chris Merrill, Joe Hysenda, The Chris and Joe Show. Thanks for hanging out. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joey Zinga. You'll find us at in, uh, KTAR's uh, website that has links, I believe, to all of our social p- pages as well. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Joe? hmm sure I is. I think I'd have them memorized by now, but uh, it's not my contract.
3: No, Chris and Joe We're KTAR on the Instagram. How about that? You told me I had to do it. Then I would be like, well, I guess I have to. No, no, no. Chris and Joe KTAR on the Instagram. Yeah, you unless can see somebody all, sits me down. Uh, all of the cat and dog videos that we love. <laughs> I do love the cat and dog videos. <laughs> and and g- speaking g- of sat down, we brought Gatos in here g- with, g- with g- us sister. from outspoken. No, when we first
0: it. got together, Gatos, I told him, I said, "Listen, here is what I, I envision for the uh, for our our Instagram page. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'd love to see not only clips of the show, but mm-hmm. lots of dog and cat videos." <laughs> baby, and he
1: goes, "I love it. I, know, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get enough. Yeah. I genuinely love that stuff. I think you got. I think you got to make people smile yeah. once in a while. Was I the, mean, that's why, the why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Why not the love thought. a
3: dog or a cat? Love I don't like
1: cats." You you
3: anyway. don't, but cats do stupid stuff sometimes. When a cat, right there, mi- no, right no, 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 yep. no, no hand pound on yep. hating cats, little knuckles
0: on the no cat. No, when, when a cat
3: jumps and misses the couch, and you know, uh, yeah, no, we'll, not funny, no, hilarious, <laughs> no, hilarious. no. He- hilarious.
0: Speaking of missing, yeah, uh, was looking at the polling numbers that were coming out today, and it looks like Kirsten Cinema is missing a window of opportunity right now because some of the polling numbers I saw. Not great if she jumps into the race.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's polling out a, a three way race between uh, Ruben Gallego, Carrie Lake, who's under you know her, let's be nice to uh, her, and <laughs> Kirsten Cinema. Yeah, and it's I mean it's not really close. I mean I think it's Gallego plus six or seven in a three way, and if it's just two, you know Cinema's not in. He's he's 10 points up. I mean, you guys know a lot can happen and, from yes. now until election day and yeah. maybe some people will start buying the Carrie Lake song and dance of I'm nice again and I I'm, I'm smiling and I'm warm and fuzzy and I like Megan McCain and her father's a nice man. I mean, if you if you believe that, I don't really know it's a
3: tell. One you, of the but. big takeaways I had from that poll though, was Carrie Lake needs Kirsten Cinema to get into this race to tighten the numbers?
1: That's a good point, Joe. There's no doubt. I mean, that
3: is a good point. I, but Joe. I
1: don't get the 21 percent that Cinema is getting. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I think it's I think it's super low. Yeah. I, I still think that she can absolutely win this race, and all the polling says she's going to get crushed. I just don't believe that. I I think Democrats despise her. I get it. Okay, I get that. Um, but Independents love her, and I think half a Republicans like her. So I don't know why she's. Po- I, I'll tell you what, guys. I think she's polling so low because nobody knows if she's in or out. And I think if she says I'm in, I think her numbers go up.
3: Wasn't it pretty clear that Megan McCain likes her too? Didn't she kind of give her a shout out when you interviewed? her? I don't her? know
1: if that was a shout out or a <laughs> shot at Kerry <Carrie> Lake, <laughs> but either way, I liked it. I, I took uh, it yeah. as both. Well, I, I took
3: it as a, a shot at and a shout out of Cinema Twenty Twenty Four. We
1: had Megan mm-hmm. on yesterday to respond to all the Kerry Lake antics and. Um, one of the last things she says is, "All I got to say is cinema 2024." Mm-hmm. Listen, I'd love to see Kirsten Cinema. She's the only one that tries to get anything done in DC. I mean, she got a gun bill through. Okay, it it did a few things, and it was. Uh, it was important, um, and that was a couple of years ago. She could have gotten this uh, immigration bill through, but we know politics—you know weird yeah. its ugly head again.
0: Hey, I wanted to tell you uh, just uh, probably this, probably should have done this off the air, uh, but just from a radio standpoint, your story yesterday about coming back from Rocky Point and yep. seeing the migrants lined up along the immigrant like the, like, the migrants there—they were trying to cross into the border, yep. and being yep. lined up. That was a great story. We go to Rocky I mean, really point. good introduction into the point you were making. Like mm. great radio work there. Well, my but we
1: we go to Rocky Point all the time, and my wife's been going for thirty years. I've been going for ten. And when you get ready to cross the U.S. border, you're going back into the United States. Yeah, we saw fifty people waiting to claim asylum, and we talked to the border patrol agent. And he goes, "Yeah, on my eight-hour shift, five hundred people claim asylum." It was such a great. In, it's <laughs> it's in Lukeville, and that's never. Ever happened before, and that shows you what kind of spot we're in right now. Not only was it wonderfully
0: informative, but just your storytelling was spot on, too. I'd love it. Thank you. So great job. I'm looking forward to today's stories as well. Outspoken news next. Joe, anything to add? No. No. Out of many words. (laughs) See you tomorrow. It's the Chris and Joe show, KTAR News.